Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But first, Elaine Ryan is a mother from County Tipperary and her holiday to Tunisia with her husband and children turned into a nightmare. Elaine is with us on the show. Elaine, you might just start at the very, the very beginning and just tell us, what's, what is your situation? Um, well, I came, I'm married to a Tunisian man. Um, we were married for about eight years. Uh, we lived the eight years of our lives, our marriage in Ireland. Um, we have, I have an oldest daughter from a previous relationship and I have four beautiful kids with my husband. Um, then in August, 2019, while his mother was over on holidays with us in Ireland on a holiday visa, he decided that we would return with his mother for a holiday. He hadn't been home for a while. Uh, most of the kids have never been to Tunisia for Sihem, the oldest, who would have been there around for her first birthday. We brought her to Tunisia to celebrate her first birthday. So the rest of them would never have been to Tunisia to meet his family or anything like that. So him and the mother had suggested about us coming on a holiday with him. Now, it's not that we never wanted to go to Tunisia, just never worked out with financial situations. Things like that flights were always a bit difficult when you have so many kids in there. Mm. So his family had offered to pay for the tickets to fly back with his mother because his mother wouldn't be returning to Ireland. She would be staying in Tunisia. Um, so the brother offered to buy us tickets with his mother back to Tunisia. And then when we were leaving Tunisia, that he would get us one-way tickets back to Ireland. So I said that was fine. I kind of questioned the one-way ticket things, but they said it would just work out cheaper. And because we were booking the mother's tickets with ours as well, and hers would be only one way, it was just easier for him. So that was fine. Just the week before our holiday, we had registered the kids for school. We had bought their school books, their school uniforms, tracksuits. My husband actually registered to start the Mature Access course in University Limerick for 2000, September 2019 and we had gone into the social welfare office because my husband had been applying for back to school allowance for going to this course in UL and you know, we had to sign documents obviously because we were both on social welfare just to state that we were leaving the country for a certain amount of days for mm-hmm. a holiday and things like that and we left Ireland to come to Tunisia for a holiday. So a few days into the holiday, I started to notice my husband kept asking about leaving the children here with his family. And we go to go back to Ireland, the two of us, because he'd go back to university. And he said, you could get a job and come to Tunisia every three months and spend a month with your kids. I said, no, no way am I leaving my kids here. I said, my kids will return to Ireland. But we came here on a holiday and my kids would return. I said, they have school. I said, I had my other daughter back home in Ireland that was in starting her leaving start year um, that was fine he kind of stopped then uh, he was off kind of busy constantly the whole time he and the kids were stuck in the apartment near the end of the holiday How long was the holiday it. sorry Elaine intended initially? Uh, we planned to go exactly 10 days so I just knew there was something wrong when he kept bringing up about leaving the kids with his mother I kept saying no it's not going to happen so the round the Day of September, I think it was, I had said to him, he was getting up early. He was going off doing things every day all morning. I was like, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just doing paperwork for, they have a piece of land here in Tunisia that he wanted to sort out before he went back to Ireland. 
That was fine. He went off. And about one o'clock, half one, there was a knock on the door in the apartment. And in my husband arrived with a, what they call a bailiff here in Tunisia. Um, serving me papers, he had gone to court for temporary custody of the kids. So basically, I think what his way of trying to do things was, well, if she's not going to leave the kids here, I'll try to force her to leave the kids here if I get temporary custody of the kids. And how was your so, relationship, Elaine, at this stage? Sorry? How was your relationship at this stage, Elaine? Um, it wasn't a very healthy relationship. Do you know, I don't really talk much about that. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Do you know, I had no reason to not trust him coming to Tunisia. Yeah. I didn't think he would do anything like this, mm. do you know, that kind of a way, because I knew um, two weeks before we came on holidays to Tunisia. He had registered for university. He had registered kids for school. We had bought all their uniform shoes, tracksuits, books. You know, there was no nickel. Oh, the only nickel I had was the question was with the one-way tickets, but he said, because his brother was booking them, obviously he wanted to book them with the mother's tickets. So that was the only thing. It wasn't until we got to Tunisia and he started talking to me about leaving the kids here. And even the night before the bailiff arrived to the apartment, he had said it to my oldest daughter, Sihem, about staying here in Tunisia and studying here in Tunisia. And she said, no, I want to go home to second class. I want to go home to my friends. So if she was in second class, Elaine, you're heading she into been, second class. Yeah, she was heading into second class, yeah. So what age was she? So Sihem would have been uh, about seven. About seven. So she would have been going eight to October, say, yeah. so she was nearly on eight. And what age then were your other three kids, Elaine? Okay, so Hasim would have been about six and Khaled, I'd say, would have been about four. Kais was only 18 months. He was only, he was only after starting to walk. He wasn't really even talking at that stage. So they're all very young. Yeah, yeah. Very, very young kids. Yeah. So when the bailiff arrived and these papers for the custody order um, yeah. were served on you, like, did, did you have to go to court or what was the... Yeah, so basically they had them in Arabic and English. Cause I, and I had refused, i say, for maybe an hour to sign them. I said, I'm not signing them, I don't, I don't know what I'm signing, I'm not signing them. And plus he had lied to the courts. He had actually told the courts that we moved to Tunisia. And that when we got here, I had decided I didn't want to stay here and I wanted to leave, which was not true. We had only came here on a holiday. So um, I was there for about an hour and the bailiff, she was, the bailiff was lovely. She just set me down and she said, look, she said, they'll always favour their mother. She said, kids belong with their mother. So I still refused to kind of sign the documents. And as they were leaving, he turned around to me and he said, oh, if you don't sign these documents now before she leaves, you're signing your right away to defend yourself in court. So obviously then I ended up signing the documents because I said, well, uh, I'm not going to throw away my right to defend myself. So that was the 2nd of September. Um, I had no telephone, so I had no way of contacting my embassy. I had to, he would allow me to contact my embassy. We were stuck in the apartment with his dad the whole time. His dad never spoke English. He was gone off with the bailiff again. And uh, it wasn't until around that even time his mother had arrived to the apartment and even time he had just come back as well. And the mother and the father said they were taking the kids, the three oldest kids, out for ice cream because um, I was kind of still upset over what was happening and that and they wanted to take the kids away from that, you know, because uh, what I didn't realise is they were taking the kids to a different apartment. So they never brought them back. Um, so about nine o'clock that night, he eventually allowed me to answer the call to my mother and them. So obviously there was an emotional phone call because they didn't know what was going on and I tried to explain to them what was going on. Um, while I was on the phone... 
to them, his mother came in and took Kyle from the bed when he was sleeping and had taken him to the other apartment as well. So when I came out, Kyle was gone as well. So he had kept me locked in the apartment for that night. But he let me know where the kids were just that they were gone with his mother to another apartment. I was like, what other apartment? He said, oh, I rented another apartment. He said, I rented about five more apartments. He said, so don't you be worrying about finding them. So he locked me into the apartment with him that night, the original apartment we were staying in. Uh, that morning, then his mother, had he had left. Early on, locked into the apartment. He had arrived back about an hour later with his mother. Um, I cried and I said, I want to see my kids. So she eventually convinced him to um, take me to the other apartment to spend the day with the kids. So I got to spend the day, the 3rd of September, with my kids. It was the day before the court case. Uh, we were kind of spent most of the day in, a, in the apartment, except for about an hour when the dad took us for a coffee. So the next day, then I ended up going into the court on the 4th of September. Um, no lawyer, no translator though my husband even though my husband had told me to um that there would be somebody there to represent me. But when I got to the court and I asked him where is my lawyer and the translator because he was his lawyer he said, Oh did you bring your embassy? I said no. So you you sorry Elaine, did you say you'd no you'd no translator? No translator, no. So the judge actually when we went into the courtroom the little room with the judge uh, because it's the family law family court and it was an emergency case with all family court cases here in Tunisia, there has to be someone from child protection in each case as a witness. So that he had asked the child protection man to go outside the corridors to see if there was any of the lawyers in the courtroom that would speak English. So basically they brought her in. Now the court case didn't go ahead. He postponed this to the 17th of September because I didn't have a lawyer and I didn't have a, a, a formal translator. So I had eventually gone to the embassy to do whatever I had to do and realised that he had taken all my money on my bank account and had sent it to his mother through Western Union. So he cleaned out what was in my bank account. Um, so I did what I had to do. I got through to my family, got to speak to them properly over the phone. The, the women in the concert were lovely. and I let go through a list of lawyers and I picked out a lawyer and he was actually out in a different city in the court, so he was arranged to see me the next day. Do you have any uh, idea, Elaine, how the kids were? Do, like, how were they doing, you know, during... I didn't at the, at the stage, no. I didn't, not until the 9th of September. So what happened on the 9th of September, we were in front of... My lawyer had made a case of domestic abuse and that against him. So they had rang him to come in on the 9th of September, that's your wife after making a formal statement and they needed to hear his side and whatever, and make a decision, you know. So we have both been in front of the police with our lawyers on the 9th of September and I had asked my lawyer and the police that I want to see my kids. So they had made an arrangement with him that we'd follow him in the car to where the kids were. The kids were at a cafe in the Lecran area where we were staying in Tunisia. So um, I got there. The kids were there. Um, He was constantly beside me. His father was on the other side of me crying, asking me why I was doing this. That I'm not doing this, I said he's doing this. Uh, a kid to come over and talk to me, and he was telling them horrendous things. He told my kids that I was like running off with another man and that I didn't love them. And like my second youngest, Carla Khaled, had come over to me and asked me where I was. And I said, I'm not going to Sarah Khaled, you know, I'm here. 
know, and I could not even leave without you. I, I couldn't, I say I spent about a half an hour with the kids and we had to leave because they just wouldn't leave us alone. They wouldn't let me have time with my kids. And were so, they upset, Elaine, and emotional or? They did, I don't think they understood what was going on. They're so young, what, four you know, and six they and know seven. They know that mama had gone, you know, where was mama God? So I remember pulling my oldest over CM and I just said to her, do you look at CM, I said, Sorry, an emotional. I had said to her, I said, see him, daddy's going to um, take you now, I said, and I might not be able to find you, I said, but I said, just know that I will keep looking for you. And she just looked at me and she just said that daddy was saying horrible things about mommy and her and his scene was saying it's not true. And So, so how did you, fi- how did this fini- finish up back in court, Elaine? So we finished back in court because in front of the police the next day, they had run the proper killer, I think it's called. I'm not sure what it's called over here. And he told him that, that my husband should hand the children back to the mother and that they should be with the mother till all of this is resolved. But and he did, refused. And did it, get, did it get resolved, Elaine? So around, we had a couple of court sessions then, 17th of April, everything kept getting postponed because my husband kept not showing up to court. So, so, so just by way of context for people, this all started in August 2019 and we're now talking about April 2020. Yeah. Okay. So around the end of October, he showed up to one court case and the judge had asked him where the kids, he never brought the kids. She had given him three hours to go from Trinity City to where the kids were, bring the kids back. She said, I want to see, I want to see the kids. She said, I want to speak to the kids. So the judge told me my lawyers to come back to the court around half three that he'd be back here with the kids and whatever. He never came back, the new lawyer. Um, so the judge made a rule in the following week then that I was to have custody of the kids. Uh, he had also requested a block on the kids from leaving the country. She refused that block. And he was ordered, I think here you're kind of given like 30 days to, he would have been given about 30 days to hand over the kids. So he refused to accept the judge's order. And so... Uh, I think it was a week or two later, we went and made a criminal case against him for kidnapping the children and was losing to hand them back. Yeah. So my husband then, on the 25th of December 2019, was arrested. The judge had made a decision she'd given him a two-year jail sentence. He served two months of a two-year jail sentence and he got one year for kidnapping and one year for ignoring judge's orders. And where were the children at this stage, Elaine? Uh, his mother had kept him while he was in prison. And you're in Tunisia all this time? You didn't. I'm in Tunisia all this time up until it was around March 2021 because COVID had COVID, kicked in. in the then. middle of all this. Yeah, you see, COVID had kicked in then, which shut down courts completely over here for months. So around March 2021, I think it was, yeah, we had another court case postponed again. So I had rang my family. I said it had been 18 months since I'd been home. My daughter was starting her leaving search. And my dad had been a bit ill, so I said, look, I want to go home. I, well, my plan was to go home for a month just to be there for my daughter for her leaving search and spend some time with my family there and come back then because we were supposed to have a quarter reopening again in September. And I think about two weeks into the holiday, unfortunately, my dad passed away. So I ended up extending on holiday. Um, I decided to stay at home with my family and be there for my daughter's results and get her settled back into university. And we had got a court case, but it wasn't 
until I think it was October or something, my lawyer had told me, so he said there was no rush to come back if you wanted to extend your stay like. So around October 2021, I came back to Tunisia. The court case had been postponed again until January or till December. So what's and the current situation now, Elaine? Where are we at current, today? Current situation is the court case has still been postponed. And the kids, are they still with your mother-in-law? They're still, they're actually with my husband. My husband was at our jail actually two months, so he's with, they're with your with husband father too. and his mother, yeah. So when did you last see them, Elaine? The last time I saw my kids physically was at the Cafe the 9th of September. Um, 2000, two, sorry, t- 2019. 2019, So it's yeah. coming up on three years, Elaine, since you've seen your children. Yeah, yeah. I had a quick phone call with them in February this year. Um, I had told my lawyer that I had hadn't had enough. Um, do you know, I just oh wanted God. to make sure that me contacting him wouldn't affect my court case and things like that. He said, no, he said, if you want to contact him, he said, you can. He said, but you just need to be prepared for the harassment to come with it. Do you know that kind of way? And how, um, are, you so doing, had, how are you doing, Elaine, if you haven't seen the children in in three years? Um, I, I, I'm kind of numb now. I just... Every day rolls into another day, you know, kind of a way. And have you been in contact with the Irish Department of Foreign Affairs here, the consulate in Ireland? Like, how how aware yeah, are they? Yeah, I would be in um, touch with the Irish Embassy in Madrid for the last two years, two and a half years. They've been very good. They always check in to me. How are you living, do you mind me asking, Elaine, in, in, um, in Tunisia? Like? To be honest, I live off my mum and dad. Um, well, it's my mum now, unfortunately. Um, my family have been supporting my legal fees and my accommodation and everything that I need, you know. My mother that has been um kind of struggling to support me, you know, she you know, um she had been approached by a good family friend of ours, Lisa Gleason. Um, you know, that she wanted to do something to help fundraise, to help support my family and to help with the legal fees and yeah. you know, to kinda of help my mother with the burden. It's, at first, she kind of didn't want, you know. I know, Elaine. Will you will you stay Will you stay in Tunisia until this is sorted? Until the court case? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I said because I know one of the court. Like when I went home, just for that couple of months to see my family. I know my husband had turned around to the judge and said, "Oh, she moved back to Ireland. She doesn't care about her kids. She's living her life." So you're and going I'm to stay. Going. You're going to stay there until this. Yeah, yeah. I oh, made Elaine. a promise to my kids the last day I met them. I'm not leaving without them. So. I ain't going to leave without them. God, it's heartbreaking, you know, Elaine. I can't imagine what like you've gone well, through. It can't be taken seriously enough if I'm not here. At least if I'm here and the Chilean government are well aware I'm here and the police are well aware here, I'm here, it's not going to be exercised out of mind. You know? Oh, Elaine, I don't know what to say to you. It's just absolutely it's hard. heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, Lane, I look, oh, I know you've, you you mentioned the bereavement fund where people can get in touch through GoFundMe, yeah, the Elaine Ryan Beneficiary, beneficiary um, fund, fund, yeah. yeah. Look, keep in, we'll keep in touch, Elaine, with you. Look after yourself, like, you know, yeah, I just I can't imagine yeah. what you're going through, but... No, it's great that the support from home has been absolutely brilliant. So I just want to say thanks okay. to everybody that's been so yeah. supportive of me and my family. Okay. You know, it's what keeps me going over here. Everybody's going to wish you a message, you know. Elaine, look after yourself and, and mind yourself yeah. and I hope you the, the next time we speak yeah. it'll be when you're, you're back home, you know. Listen, take yeah. care. Alright, thanks so much. Thank you. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.